Welcome to the Healthcare Executive Podcast, providing you with insightful commentary and developments in the world of healthcare leadership. To learn more, visit ACHE.org. And without further ado, your host. Hello again, everyone, and welcome. I'm Eric Sperling, your host today. We are so pleased to have with us two experts to share career advice for early career healthcare leaders. Lori Bedke is a faculty member and director of healthcare leadership programs at Creighton University, a well-regarded speaker and author. Lori's expertise is in healthcare management, emotional intelligence, and strengths-based leadership. She's an active mentor and advisor to senior executives, physician leaders, early careerists, and entrepreneurs. Lori is a fellow of the American College of Medical Practice Executives, as well at ACHE, where she also serves as faculty and in multiple national and chapter roles. Also joining our conversation today is Natalie Lamberton, CEO of Talis Harbor Healthcare. Natalie has held CEO and COO roles in rural, urban, and suburban hospitals in acute and post-acute care. She has been a guest lecturer for several graduate programs around the country and was honored by Legacy Miami as one of South Florida's most powerful and influential Black professionals in business and industry. Natalie has been faculty at ACHE's annual Congress on Healthcare Leadership for 11 years, and Natalie and Lori have co-taught for 11 years running and soon to be 12 in March of 2022. She's received multiple awards from ACHE and, of course, is also board certified in healthcare management as an ACHE fellow. Lori, Natalie, both of you, welcome to the Healthcare Executive Podcast. Thanks so much. Thank you for having us. Lori and Natalie, you have a lot going on with ACHE right now. You're going to be leading a session as part of the Chicago Cluster, December 13th and 14th, which is ACHE's official return to in-person learning, which is focused on leadership. And you are co-authors of one of ACHE's most popular titles, The Emerging Healthcare Leader, A Field Guide, which was just released as an audiobook early this, this year. So congratulations to both of you on that. Thank you. Thank okay, you. Yes, we all know in the last couple of years, the healthcare field has changed dramatically. So, Lori, let's start with you. Uh, if you can give us some broad strokes here, how COVID-19 has changed the field guide for emerging healthcare executives. Wow. So many ways. I'm really glad that this is a six-hour conversation. <laughs> oh, we have plenty wait, of time. It's not? <laughs> okay. <laughs> So the Cliff Notes version of the answer is that our profession has been profoundly disrupted by COVID-19. Um, new emerging leaders looking for or onboarding into healthcare careers have definitely found themselves working remotely, challenged to build relationships with and become familiar with their organizations because of the changes thrust upon us by this protracted pandemic reality. Um, there is no shortage of challenge, however, on the upside, many of the early careers that I've been chatting with in mentoring conversations uh, have shared stories of how they've raised their hand and contributed their strengths and creativity in new ways to deliver solutions to these new emerging challenges we've been faced with related to telehealth and adoption of digital solutions to connect with patients and nurture healthy team bonds and organizational culture in a hybrid work reality and also then just to fulfill our mission as healthcare providers in the community. So while there's plenty of challenge abounding, I am also seeing evidence of a lot of innovation, a lot of ingenuity, and a lot of willingness to just roll up sleeves and find new ways to lead. 
Yeah, and perfect way to bring Natalie into the conversation. Natalie, as a CEO, you know, Lori was just talking about changes in relationships and nurturing that healthy work environment. So what trends play out in hiring practices and particularly when it comes to talent development at your organization? You know, I'll echo what Loria said. You know, we find that the workforce is is really changing. And in the last 18 months, specifically with COVID, it's really impacted our hiring and our staffing. Um, it's in general created a slower hiring because of smaller pool of candidates. We've really been looking to a lot of new grads and cross nursing and allied staff, if you will, to fill these candidate roles. We're dealing with employee burnout um, as a result of COVID and losing staff to mandates as well, um, to some doing early retirement. We may hire nurses in my hospital without psych background and are extending our orientations and extensive training to people who, as far as talent development, people coming in without necessarily that um, experiment, without that uh, experience or education. So we're finding that we have to do extended orientations and extensive training, and it's really impacting us in higher payroll costs because we need more training before we let them out on the floors. So it's affecting a lot. We must continue to have competitive salaries, wages, and benefits, and still, of course, develop a work environment that is attractive to these new grads and um, crossover nurses. Yeah. And you mentioned burnout and it's something we've talked about so often on this podcast. So if you are a first time listener of the healthcare executive podcast, I invite you to go back, listen to some past episodes because there have been some great discussions on how to overcome uh, some of those burnout issues that, that everyone is facing right now. Uh, Speaking of, you know, we're on a podcast right now and Lori, you have your own podcast and you speak at events regularly, whether in person or virtual across the country. So based on these conversations, um, what advice are you giving young professionals on these, we'll call them soft skills that they need to hone in to succeed in this this new landscape we're all a part of? Yeah, uh, great question. I am consistently heartened to expand my exposure to the smart individuals that are leading and, and making an impact in healthcare. And you're right, some people will call them soft skills. I think that they are probably the hardest to master, but um, I think those behavioral competencies that really complement the technical competencies that we learn in our degree programs and in our advanced certifications and training are so, so vital. I'll point to three of them, three core leadership competencies that I'll suggest are critical for all healthcare leaders but specifically for emerging leaders who are really just establishing themselves in their healthcare career path. The first is empathy. And now more than ever, healthcare leaders really have to lead collaboratively and with a mindfulness toward diversity. We really need to establish listening mechanisms to hear from everyone and to seek to understand uh, the diverse perspectives within our organizations. And empathy is vital to that. It's been shown to lead to very valuable outcomes in healthcare organizations like greater patient satisfaction, increased job satisfaction for clinician uh, employees, increased compliance, and even better clinical outcomes. And uh, there's also evidence that it can be taught, but it has to be prioritized. Uh, The second is adaptability. The old ways that we've been doing things in years or decades past just simply aren't sustainable. They're not effectively solving for the challenges at our doorsteps. 
to embrace innovative processes. And so the successful healthcare executive of the future is going to disrupt him or herself proactively before the system or our environment thrusts disruption upon them. Before we bounce back, and a lot of people are talking about bouncing back, the new normal, but before we think about that progression back to or sliding back into the well-worn grooves of established practices in our personal or organizational processes, I think that strategic healthcare leaders should or will assess being intentional to consider the outcomes that we're after and whether the way that we've always done things are actually getting the results that we most desire. So in team performance, in employee engagement, in diversity and equity and inclusion, not just those words, but the actual practices and experiences of all in our organizations and the communities that we serve and in our cultures and in the way it feels to be a part of our organizations and institutions. And of course, in the health and well-being of our people and in our workplaces. So empathy is number one, adaptability is number two. And then the third is resilience. And resilience is the ability to withstand pressure or disruption and bounce back or bounce up in a new and better informed manner. Resilience may just be the most overused buzzword of the last year, year and a half, but resilience both individually and organizationally facilitates performance, high performance, which we all very much want, but it's enabled by well-being, which is woefully lacking in so many of us, both individually and organizationally. The amount of exhaustion and fatigue physically, emotionally, and psychologically is truly astounding. The amount of moral injury that is visible and invisible within our healthcare communities is staggering. And it's up to healthcare leaders to solve for that. Man, I loved how you framed that, Laura. I mean, even outside of healthcare organizations, I think the emphasis on technical competency has always been there. But no more than ever have we seen the spotlight shift to behavioral competency. And so I'll just go through those one more time. Just It's empathy, adaptability, and resilience, right? That's what we're focusing on as we focus on behavioral competency. Uh, Natalie, yeah, we, we just heard uh, Lori talk about the importance of culture in healthcare organizations. So what are some key values of Talos Harbor's health organizational culture? How do you assess whether an emerging leader embodies that culture? You know, um, some of our key values are customer service, safety, patient-centered care, um, respect. And I think a lot of health systems and healthcare organizations share some of the similar values and mission and vision that we do. Um, I think it kind of goes back to hiring the hiring process, right? So when you're interviewing an early careerist or a young leader, you want to know how do they show up and what's their degree of passion and resonance with your organization's values. And that's really important to talk about and ask in the interview. Um, how well do they work in teams and respect those differences and diversity that we have in our, in our organizations? I, I think it's also a matter of in their work and in their leadership, do they talk the talk and walk that walk with regards to cultural values? It'll definitely show in their leadership style and in what their peers and subordinates see in them. I think it's important that they stand out. Uh, it's kind of redundant, but if you don't make people notice you, then you won't be noticed. And they need to be noticed with regards to how the mission, vision, and values resonates in their leadership and in how they take care of patients. 
And although some young leaders um, may not be by the bedside, um, they are in fact leaders of the organization and help move that care through the decisions that they make. Are they intentionally speaking to the mission, vision, and values in their leadership and making that link, most importantly, between the work of their employees and the values that we show as an organization? So I, I think it's vital and really important, and they can demonstrate that by walking that walk and talking the talk and incorporating it into their leadership that they do every daily with their employees. Yeah, where Lori was focusing and, and educating us on behavioral competency, you laid out um, perfectly the passion and resonance that you're looking for with you know uh, having members of your team really relate to the values and the culture that you're putting out there. So love, again, loved how you framed that. A question that we have for both of you, um, we ask all of our guests who are FACHEs this question. Natalie, we'll start with you. <laughs> how has ACHE and your fellow credential helped you on your career journey? You know, it's interesting that you asked that, and I could spend a lot of time on this, but, um, you know, it's helped me in every echelon of, of my career thus far. And as an early careerist and a, a young role CEO, it really helped me connect with more senior role CEOs to network with and also provided resources that were really limited in a rural setting. It's provided me with educational opportunities throughout my journey as I've moved from rural to urban and suburban and post-acute and acute care. ACHE has a myriad of of, of resources and opportunities for education for all of these sectors of healthcare. And now in my career, still providing educational opportunities, it provides an avenue to follow my passion of teaching and equipping students and early careers with tools and skills to be successful in healthcare through the Emerging Healthcare Leader Field Guide, through opportunities to speak at Congress and so forth. So it's really been instrumental in my career. And I, I, I can say that I probably wouldn't be where I am right now if it weren't for ACHE. Well, that's fantastic. And we appreciate you sharing that. Uh, uh, Lori, same question there. How has ACHE, your fellow credential, helped you on your career journey? Yeah, I would echo all of the things that Natalie just shared. Uh, ACHE has been a constant in my career. And I am absolutely the leader that I am today because of the example and the encouragement and the exhortation of so many generous leaders and mentors and sponsors who introduced me to ACHE and have walked alongside me and been a part of enriching my career journey. And in turn, it's probably been the most meaningful gift of um, an experience of my career to date to have then gone ahead and turned around alongside, uh, you know, Natalie, my partner in crime for so many years, um, but to have paid that forward and to give and to invest in the next generation of leaders who will be joining us alongside that journey and in the years to, to follow. Well, appreciate you sharing. And it's been a pleasure speaking with both of you today. Uh, our guests have been Lori Bedke and Natalie Lamberton, co-authors of The Emerging Healthcare Leader, A Field Guide, which is now available as an audiobook from ACHE's Healthcare Administration Press. Visit ACHE.org slash publications for more information on the book, as well as more leadership insights from the most recent issue of Healthcare Executive Magazine. And join Lori and Natalie in person for the upcoming Chicago Cluster, December 13th and 14th. Registration is open now. Thank you both, Lori and Natalie, for being here this afternoon with us. Thanks for having us.
Thank you so much. And thanks to all our listeners. We'll join you again soon right here on the Healthcare Executive Podcast. This has been the Healthcare Executive Podcast, brought to you by the American College of Healthcare Executives. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider rating and reviewing on iTunes or your podcasting app of choice. And for more information, find us online at ache.org.